Hey, everybody. How's it going? Guys, it is going to get really, really real today. I've got a really fun guest with me today, and she's super nervous. If you're over on YouTube, you get to see this. She's like stretching out and sweaty. And uh, and I just called her out. She's like, thanks, Miles. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you were going to record it like that, too. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it just happened. This just happened. Hey, guys, my name is uh, my name is Miles Whitboyer. And, and as I said, this is the Photographic Collective podcast. And you guys... If you're falling in here for the very first time, and a lot of you probably are based solely on the fact that I know Dawn is going to repost this and everybody that knows her name, it's like drinking one giant cup of Kool-Aid. And so welcome to the podcast. Um, You guys, there's sort of three reasons why this podcast exists. And we love to say that purpose at the beginning of every, every podcast. But since it's the first time that Dawn has ever heard this podcast, this is new for her as well. All right. So first things first, we want to make sure that you uh, you just up-level your humanity. The goal here is really to give you information and give you access to people who are doing a similar job to you and are doing it really well, just to inspire you. And then second, we want to take that into your client experience. We want to give you empowerment into your business and ideas and ways that you can make actionable steps to just be better at what you do. And then third, we want to invite you in a community, uh, a whole group of photographers and artists and graphic designers that exist over on the Photographic Collective solely to just build each other up and just be a positive, vibey, rad place where we can all be artists together. Okay, I've said enough. Let's bring in... Uh, let's, let's, let's intro Don. Hey, Don. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. Okay, so Don Jarvis is with us today. If you guys don't know Don Photo, um, I say this like every week, I feel like, but you're, you're literally living under a rock. Don is... She just owns social media. Um, and uh, and she's just like a really positive and um, like I, I always I always ex- ex- describe you to friends of mine as like everything is like glitter and rainbows, but it still looks like moody and and grainy and uh, and so. I'm so cool tell us tell that. us about you. Like, where are you based, and and what is it that you primarily shoot? Okay, so I'm based in Oregon. I'm based in like the Eugene area, which most people don't know about unless you know like the University of Oregon, the Ducks, all that. Um, and I mainly photograph elopements, micro, tiny weddings, whatever you want to call them. And actually a lot of senior portraits too. So I'm kind of niched all over, I guess. Yeah. I love that. I was talking to, uh, to Jared earlier and I know I just told you who Jared is, but everybody that listens knows who Jared is. I was talking to him earlier about you and I love the fact that you, um, your niche is people. Yeah. Right. Like, like so yeah. many people are yelling in the industry right now about the fact that like you have to, you have to niche down, you have to niche down. And like, it, tell me about that. What's your concept? Literally the most annoying thing for me to hear hands down. Cause I coach other photographers and they're constantly asking me the same thing. Like, am I shooting too much? But like, I want to make income and I still like shooting everything, but all the podcasts that I listen to, like that they're saying, tell them that they need to niche down. And I'm like, literally why? Like, if you like to photograph it all, why niche down? Especially if you're trying to hit like like an income goal or anything like that, like why niche down when you can be shooting all these different types of things to bring in your income all over the place, you know? But for me, it's like, I don't know. I feel like all the different sessions that I get to shoot challenge me every single time, whether it's I've shot for bloggers and like content creators, I've shot for senior portraits. Um, I still do families. And, and then I have like my whole like wedding elopement engagement world. And then on top of that maternity, if they like get pregnant, stuff. So like, it's all really fun. And I feel like every session challenges me for the next one, because I'm learning how to either photograph one person or multiple people or them having it like, you know, like them with their baby, like their, like their pregnancy, like that kind of stuff. So like every single time I feel like it's a different challenge. So like, if you niche down, are you going to be challenged? Like, that's what I wonder, you know? 
Yeah, I, I kind of love that as just a perspective. I, I think it, those of you guys that if you if you're in here right now, click down into the show notes and check and click over to to Dawn's work. Cause if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that she has this really grainy kind of film inspired vibe. The one thing that I think is really consistent about you just as an artist is the fact that like though you are shooting so many different genres of work, your work is really easily recognizable. Like stylistically, it's really well, yes, that is that's both a compliment, but it's also just an observation. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, like, tell me about that. How did that, how did the guts to just like design your look and then live in it? Where did that come from for you? I like literally don't feel like I have that though. That's the weird part. I honestly just photograph every person as like their own story. Like I'm not like, I do believe in consistency, but like I could care less about consistency if I'm just giving the client exactly what like they envision for their session. Um, Um, so for me, like being able to photograph a couple, whatever their story is, whether it's like pregnancy, like maternity or their engagement or wedding, like whatever their story is, wherever we are, like, that's the story. Like whatever they're going through, whatever the scenery is, like it all kind of just compiles into that. And so like them being open to letting me photograph it as I see it, like is all that I need really. But I mean, what's cool is that you guys see consistency. It's funny that I don't see that, but I do see like their story in every single session, you know? Yeah. So where does that process start for you? Like I, we've spoken to several photographers that have said this, and I know I've said this in podcasts before, but learning to be able to tell my client's story like authentically for me starts like four to six months in advance. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, starts with my contact form in the contact form. I ask, like I'm huge on love languages. So I always ask my couples like what your love languages are because I like truly feel like I can photograph Sidebar, people. what are yours? Um, acts of service and words of affirmation. Love it. Okay. Keep going. What are yours? Wait, what are yours? Um, mine is words of affirmation and gift giving. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. For my wife. Um, so basically like in my contact form at the bottom of it it asks like, what are your love languages? And so that right there can tell me how I can connect with my client on that level when I'm communicating with them. And then in my questionnaire, it's like pretty lengthy. Um, I asked them a ton of questions like down to like, what do you guys do on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, who's big spoon, any activities that y'all like, you know, do together? Wait, size, stop, stop. How often do you get the groom admitting that he is the the little spoon? Oh, is 90% that just of the me? time. Okay, yes, good. Okay. I'm definitely a big spoon. Thank so. you for empowering me in that moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. So basically like, I feel like a lot of my couples really, oh, okay, wait, back to my questionnaire. There's a bunch more questions that I definitely ask in there. I've a handful of people will actually answer this one. My friend wrote this part in because we like share questionnaires together. She wrote this part and it was super, um, I don't know, just like really blew my mind what she thought of to write. And it asked like, have you been, is there something like in your relationship or time that you've been together? That's like really difficult. And like in the like extra text, like we don't tell them, like you say, like you literally don't have to tell us. We just want you to like think about that before your session to reflect on like how far you've come basically. And it's super cool. And then like the last bit is like partner one, partner two, like explaining different questions about each other. Like what's your favorite thing about your person? What's your favorite memory with that person? And it's actually really cool because we challenge them to um, write these separately and then like read them together after. So they don't like do it together. It's kind of like we make like a date night out of it. I typically send like a Starbucks gift card or something to make it more like interactive. Um, But a lot of couples write the same thing for each of them. And it's oh, so neat. cool. And I don't that's think they're really doing cool. it on purpose. And I love that. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that. Okay. So I had this chat with, with another guest back in season one. Um, I don't know if you know the name David Kovacs. He's around, mm-hmm. he's really involved in, in a lot of my community stuff. And he's a good friend cool. of mine from, from the Michigan area. Um, but he was asking me uh, during our episode about my thoughts on questionnaires. And I basically said this, if you're going to have a questionnaire, you sure as heck better read it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I think most photographers send over a questionnaire because they've they've downloaded you know a business coach's concept yeah. or they've or they've Googled it or it's just like what you do right like you send it mm-hmm. out and, and then they skim over the you know the like fluffy parts the yeah. parts that are like what's something that you struggled with in your relationship they skim that really quick but then they get to the yeah. stuff that they care about right oh, okay you're having six bridesmaids and the ceremony starts at six o'clock yeah. okay fantastic right that's what I actually needed to know and. And I love the fact that like what you just said, what you at least just implied mm-hmm. is that the important thing for you actually is the nitty gritty stuff, not the details. 100%. Yeah. It's really more about the, them getting their mindset around the session. So like getting excited about like the little things, like when your partner comes home, does he or she kiss you on the forehead? Or like when you're sitting on the couch, do you like, do you sit separately and your dogs are in the middle or do you like lay between each other's legs? Or like for me, like I tuck my toes under my husband's leg and sit as far away from him as possible. Cause I'm not a snuggler. So <laughs> that's our version of snuggling. Yeah. So it's like finding everybody's like, like way about them. Like I never asked a couple just like, Oh, hold hands and walk that way. Like based off the questionnaire and based off what I got to know them, do they hook arms? Are they like an arm around the shoulder kind of couple? Are they not a hand holding kind of couple at all? Like they just want to walk. Like that's fine too. Like, that's the stuff that helps me tell our story, not like, and I'm not hitting on posing guides at all. Cause it's a great way to learn. But like, for me, like every posing guides, like, Oh, hold hands and run that way. Like, I'm like, no, like I'm going to make you guys do it how you would if you're on a date night, walking around at the fair, you know? Isn't it funny though, our tendency, like just as an industry, this is again, just an observation, but we want to make, um, intimacy efficient. You ever notice that yeah. it's like, we want to make the way people are affectionate with each other streamlined. Yeah. And I have the biggest problem with that as a concept. Yeah. because I've never I, thought about it like that. I feel like it's anything, and I've said this a number of times throughout my coaching, but um, I feel like anything that you make efficient, you essentially strip the creativity out of it. The creativity totally. is the courage to be inefficient. Yeah. And so then when you tell a couple that like the next pose is going to be this, mm-hmm. and we just want you to get there, Essentially, what you're saying is like the process through which you get there or your feelings about getting there or whatever your experience is in getting there isn't as important as you just following direction. Totally. Yeah. I've actually never thought about it like that, but that's exactly right. It's just broken, isn't it? Okay. So so tell me then, because it shows up in your work. The reason I'm asking this kind of this talk track with you is because it shows up in your work, your clients, especially your couples. I'm going to speak to your weddings because that's what I know the most of. Your couples are so remarkably vulnerable with you. Like they allow you to be, the the proximity is unbelievable how close you get to people. Yeah. What's it like to feel that energy? Like to to kind of exchange and be first person with two people that are that are being intimate like that? Um, literally the best thing ever. Like typically I leave the shoot in tears, but like. For example, like last week, oh my gosh, I had the sweetest session. They literally played guitar and ukulele together. And we're just like, I thought they were just going to do it because they wanted a prop photo of like something they normally do. And I didn't think they were actually going to get into it. They sang like 10 songs. I didn't interrupt them once. They just went for it. And 
they were actually in the worst lighting ever. And I wanted to move them so bad, but I was like, I'm not going to stop you guys. So I just let them go until they looked at me and I was like, can we shift over here? But they were just so into it. And it was so cool. And they were just like harmonizing and singing with each other. And like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, but like letting, like having them just like open up and be that vulnerable with me. And to like, they don't sing that like, they're like, we haven't sang in like six months together. Like they like had just done it, like whipped it out. It was so cool. And I didn't expect any of it. And they just like let loose. It was a really cool experience, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It's so hard to explain, but I don't know. I just don't really, I don't control shoots at all. I don't rush them. They, I think they paid for a one hour session. I think we shot for two and a half hours because I didn't care. Like we just had fun and just like, I mean, we maybe only shot for an hour, but we like hung out for two and a half hours and talked and walked around and just enjoyed our space. And there was no rushing. There was no like, Hey, I want you to walk over there and stand there and pose like this. It was just like, let's just enjoy this space. You you just humanized them. You just allowed, like you just humanized them. Like you allowed, allowed them to be people. Okay. So, so give them, how about, how about this? It's always hard, I think, for people when I say me specifically, like give me advice. But that's really what I'm asking because I because oh, I, I, this whole podcast started was because I wanted I wanted access to the biggest like my biggest influences or people that I yeah. love or I'm inspired by. But maybe think about it like this: for for people that are listening to this, that you know you've got um, you know people that have been in this industry for maybe just a couple of years mm-hmm. and have really no idea what they're doing, and then on the on the other end of that spectrum, you have people that have been in this for so long they don't realize how callous they've become, right? Yeah, you like kind of become Jaden, like a robot. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. give us like, can you give us maybe a little bit of advice on how to like how to get back to that that feeling of being so connected? Um, yeah, I mean, a couple different things. I think the biggest thing is not rushing. That's like huge. I feel like a lot of times we're at a session and we think that our couples is expecting a certain way of us. Like maybe we didn't expect that, like set the expectations right beforehand. So then like, if you didn't do that with your couple before, then they're just thinking like, we need pose after pose after pose. I want to look like we're on Pinterest. I want to look like all your epic photos in your Instagram, but they don't realize that those photos came from like natural moments versus, um, being posed that way. And they want that exact shot, you know? So just, not stressing out about like getting them like rushed into or posing them the exact spot, the right light, the right time, just let them be like, enjoy themselves. Like if you're like, Oh my God, what do I do next? Like what pose do I do next? Just take a sec, like take a breath, look around. You can tell your couple like, Hey, I have no idea what I want to do next. Like, let's just chill. I want to look around. I need a location scout. I need to figure out what I want to do next. They're not going to look at you like you're an idiot. They're going to be like, okay, like, cool. Better than being rushed. The amount of times I, my husband and I've had our photos taken and we have felt so rushed that we're exhausted at the end. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. I leave and I get in the car and I'm like, do we even breathe? Like, yeah. I don't even remember the photo shoot because it went by so fast. Yeah, and I the, hate that feeling. It's the worst. I think it's the worst feeling in the world when you get in the car after a session as a, as a client and you don't know if it went well. Yeah. And, and so often I don't think as photographers, like I don't think we think that through, right? Like we don't yeah. realize that we're like, we're trying to affirm and encourage and inspire and get people just so excited. And the whole time we're giving them all of these little tidbits, like you guys look amazing. This is working. It's great. But because it happens so quickly and it's so, it feels so robotic, they get in the car and they sit there and they look at each other and they're like, God, I hope we got one or two good ones. Yeah. Cause as as opposed to like pulling back, right. And being like, no, 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 y'all, this is, you guys are crushing this session. 
Exactly. And like, even like if you gave them the opportunity to like see it behind the camera or if you took like a little phone behind the scenes and you can show them that, like something to give them that like, oh shit, yeah, we look awesome. Like that was legit. Like we trust you even more now. It's just like that, especially if you do it in the earlier stages of the session, they relax like 10 times harder because they're just like, oh, we're good. We trust this person, you know? Um, I feel like a huge part for me has been setting expectations also before the session. Before, so when we did our announcement photos for our son, we had, I've never sent questionnaires out before. Like never. I I was always, I would always forget. I was too lazy. I was like, whatever, it's fine. I'll just get on a call with them and get to know them. Like that works for me. And it did. But then our photographer who did our announcement photos, she sent us a questionnaire and we got to do it together. And it literally made me like even more excited for the shoot because of what Dusty was writing in it. I was so pumped about it. I was like, oh my God, like, that's so sweet. Like, I didn't know that you liked like those certain things about me or like you thought those things about me. And it made me all like giddy and like stoked to go do a shoot with him. And so it almost was like a date before having our shoot, which also felt like a date because that one was not like very rushed or anything, but it made me want to start doing questionnaires again. And that's when I like got together with my friend and like really thought about like what we wanted in like a questionnaire. And she's she's all copy. She's freaking the brains on that. But like, it was so interesting to like, think about like, what, like, what do you want to learn about your couple? Like, really, what do you want to learn? Like to get to know them and to be able to like, in a way, use these questions to set expectations for the shoot, like getting to know how they sit on the couch and how they snuggle or like, what's like a date day for them just to like, learn them more. Oh my gosh, my cat. Um, (laughs) But to be able to like get to know them and stuff, it's just like, it really does make such a difference at the end. Okay. I love it. So the, the one thing like I've noticed looking through your work and and you know this, cause I, I like comment on all yours. I just, I love to just, <laughs> I mean, I do that with a lot of photographers. I don't just stalk you. I promise. I stalk oh, lots thanks. of photographers. <laughs> um, yeah. You're well, it's fine. No, but looking at your work, one of the things that has always caught me is how intentional you are about sharing work that does feel very natural. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that, I mean, like, this is the other side of the industry. I think that people don't think through, but like Jonas Peterson does take posed photos, right? Fair yeah. takes posed photos. Gabe takes posed, posed photos. Guys, Don Jarvis takes posed photos. Yeah. But the photos that you share and the way that you interact with people on a, like a, on a broad scale is really empowering them to feel safe in movement, right? To be like, yeah. just who you are is enough. Um. When you're building, because of that though, like when you're building your social media strategies, whether you whether you plan your posts ahead or you do it off the cuff or whatever, how is it that you go through and you pick the right, like how do you curate? How do you, how do you pick the right photos for how you're feeling? Gosh, um, I try not to worry as much about like what the feed's going to look like versus like what the photos, like which photos are going to connect the most to the next client. I don't, like as much as I want to connect to the next like potential photographer or like creative it's really just like the next potential client I could work with. Um, I like picking photos that don't show a lot of faces because I feel like it helps you picture yourself in the image. Um, so if you don't see like someone else's face or it's like the back of their body or something like that, then you're like, oh, that could be us. Like that looks like us from the back, you know? So it's like another way to like connect yourself into someone else's photos or to like picture yourself getting married there or something. Um, and then shots that I would like to deliver or like to shoot again. So like anything that like artistically like like made me stop while looking through a gallery and just like, I don't know, those kinds of shots to me. I try not to worry too much about like, I don't know, anyone else. I Instagram used to be that for me. It used to be like, post the golden shot, post the best photo, get the most likes. And now it's like, 
okay, well, it didn't get as much likes, but at least I like got out what I wanted to yeah. show because that's what people's galleries are going to look like if they hire me. So it needs to be here, you know? Mm, okay. So so you've kind of evolved with that. I'm 100%. Super- yeah. A lot of that though has come from, at least this happened for me when I started coaching other photographers. Um, I got a lot of perspective on myself. Did that happen yeah. for you? Yes. It's like su- suddenly you realize that you're giving great advice that you've never bothered to listen to. Do, or do you're like, I know I'm telling that you guys to do this, but I need to do it too. So we'll just challenge each other and we'll do it together. <laughs> right. I feel often like my, uh, my, the, the people that I mentor are more like accountability partners. I'm like, okay, let's both try this. this oh, hundred percent. I kind of love that though. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it also like, yeah, they want to be coached by you, but I feel like they also like look up to you in a way. And it's like also helps them remember like you, like you, we make mistakes too. Like we're growing too. Like it's like, I'm hiring a coach for myself because like, I feel like we always have chances to learn and grow ourselves, you know? Mm, okay. So so when you're when you're in these coaching calls though, and you're doing like you're working with your mentees, what's the what's the one thing that you see just from a generational perspective? What's the one the one question that you're being asked over and over and over again? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think. I feel like a lot of them are asking me like, how do I book more elopements? How do I book more elopements? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's not just like a one answer kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. ongoing work for months and Process. months and months. Yeah. And it's hard because I'm like, oh, I want you to focus on social media and blogging and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but how do I book more elopements? I'm like, oh, we need to do all of this. And like, that's how we're going to book more elopements for you. And they're just, it's, I think the seeing the grand picture of being like, oh shit, I have to do all that work, but it's like, it's worth it in the long run, you know, if this is like your passion. But I think a lot of it is like, teaching them not to rush themselves. Like that's so big. I feel like it's like patience is really hard to learn when you're creative. I think like not, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. It's really hard. I feel like people are not like a lot of times patient at sessions. They're not patient for bookings. We feel like we get ghosted really fast and people don't respond within 24 hours. Like there's just like not a lot of patience or like, if you're releasing a product, you just, you want to release it the next day. Cause you're so excited versus like the slow growing launch to build this amazing launch, you know, like there's such a difference of just like taking a sec and being patient and like growing slowly, you know? Mm, okay. We're going to get to that stuff for sure. Because I, I think that there's like you guys, she just teased the the coolest, honestly, I think some of the coolest stuff that you're doing right now, but it's, it's this 2.0. It's what happens when you, when you create a successful brand and then you have the platform to build on that. Yeah. And, and so the reason I ask that though, is because I, what I'm seeing a lot, whether it's through like the, the mentors that we're working with, um, or the photo co university people or whatever, what I'm seeing more often than not is people that are asking me questions about business. Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to know from you. The thing that you said, right. Is like, how do I book more elopements? Like mm-hmm. I need more business. I want more business. I want more business. More. Yeah. It's so rare these days for me to have people ask me questions about how do I become a better photographer? Oh yeah. never (laughs) not never I think two of like the 10 girls I'm coaching right now asked me have asked me something along the lines that like we've like gone deep into their galleries and like really focused on like every photo and like how we could have improved these and like how to think about them the next time like that kind of stuff but that's I rarely get asked that and, and it's it's so fascinating to me. So this is another life, and you you didn't know this obviously, but I was a I was a college professor for a little while. I taught photography for a little while. What? I know. That's and cool. and the the thing that I when I left, I was a little jaded about 
was was interesting because now my perspective, I've just matured and now my perspective is the exact opposite. I left feeling like we were over-empowering these photo students, these film students as artists and then really under-preparing them for like what life actually looked like. They were going to graduate yeah. and then it's like, well, then what? Mm-hmm. But I've matured in that a lot in the sense that it's it's sort of a sad, I think it's sort of a sad part of our industry right now that inadvertently, if you want to be a photographer, you have to be a business owner as well. Yeah. And that's sort of that's sort of a misconception, actually. I really do. I think there's a there's a ton of teams out there. There's a lot of opportunity that you could Definitely. serve. You could, I mean, like, imagine how imagine how powerful it'd be for you if somebody with an incredible portfolio, a total servant perspective. A, a great perspective on the world were to write you an email and basically say like, Hey, Don, I am so tired of running my own company. Can I come work for you? Can you imagine? I mean, I am not trusting enough to do that. No. Okay. <laughs> I All right. Couldn't well, do it. See, I couldn't, I couldn't for me do it. I'm the opposite direction. I've had a whole team, yeah. right? I've had teams for years. Yeah. But what happens is they mature instead of maturing into a team, they mature out of a team. Yeah. They start to say like, okay, I think I'm ready now to run my own business. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. what I want is somebody that's been in this for 10 years and is sick, like sick and tired of trying to be a business owner. Just call me and be like, dude, I just want to be an artist again. I love the idea of that the concept of that is absolutely amazing. Like that to me even sounds like a blast. I'm like, gosh, if I could just get back to just the shooting and the shooting. So you, guys heard, my it, you heard it first, Photoco. Don is now the newest employee of Miles of Warrior <laughs> Photography. But, oh my God. Okay. Well, no. so the whole reason I asked that though is because it, if people are if people are pestering you per, perpetually, pre- pestering you in these mentor relationships to try and make them better business owners, not necessarily better photographers, yeah. what is the what's the advice that you're giving? Like, where do you start? Just step one. I honestly, I tell them to figure out their brand voice. Like they need to like show up as themselves. Like that's like the biggest part is the brand. Like whether you decide to do that through copy on your website, through social media, like however you decide to share your brand and like who you are and like talk about what you want. I feel like that's where it all comes down to because that's where you're going to show up in email marketing and blogging and social media and caption posts and like all this stuff. Like it's all going to come from there, but you have to figure out like your brand first to be able to do that. So let me give you though, like a perspective on what you just said, because there's so much maturity. There's so much wisdom in that. What I hear from people typically when they're asking me, like, how do I become a better business owner? What I hear Mm -hmm. is how do I make more money? Yeah. But like better business doesn't equate more money. That's a reactive, no. like that's a that's a, a byproduct. Yeah. Better business starts by being more intentional in your business. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what you just said. I think that's like the most beautifully way that you could put it is basically say like, hey, figure out who the heck you are. Like who yeah. are you as an artist? Who are you as a person, as a friend? Like who's going to step out of the car? And uh, And then once we figure that out, we can figure out what it's worth. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard though, like to get, especially like a newer photographer to understand their brand voice. I feel like that's like they're still trying to figure that out on their own, like their brand identity. Like, not necessarily like an ideal client, but they should have some sort of idea of like the type of. I hate saying ideal client because to me, ideal client is really just like a personality. Like, as long as you're with a couple that's like rad and kind and trusting, like that should be an ideal client. Like, 
you want to get married with a barn and burlap and lace, or do you want to get married in the redwoods? I'd photograph either, as long as you're a cool person, you know. Yeah. But like a lot of people, I don't know. A lot of people are like, well, I don't want that. I want like the most adventurous, epic elopements. I'm like, but why do you want that? Is it because you see it on social media and the people you follow do it, or is it because you truly like that's where you want to shoot everything? Like it just, I don't know. Hang on, I have to kick my cat out. He's like, kick the cat. Just kick the guys. If you're over on YouTube right now, Donna is literally kicking her cat. <laughs> Cat abuse is happening happening live. Okay. So, so I want to ask you then, um, I think just the next logical question is what is your brand voice? Like, how do you, how do you define yourself or, or sort of how are you designing yourself? Um, I feel like my brand voice has come down to like figuring out like, oh my gosh, this is, that's like, you put me on the spot. (laughs) I should know this is going to happen. Let's go. Um, okay. So like, I feel like my brain voice is really just like finding, like, it's just my personality with everything. So like just trying to be really personable with people really like, um, just finding, like, I don't know how to say this, right. But like finding the like nostalgia and everything, like connecting people on that level, um, in terms of like my brain voice, I don't know. I feel like that's like so hard to explain. I literally have it all written down. I did it with my brand coach, but like, (laughs) like saying it out loud is so much harder. Yeah, I I do this with uh, with my team in our workshops. I always have one of the very first things that we do always is like a pen and paper moment, right? Where we do we do this a lot. Where I'm like, I want you to get out a pen and paper, and I want you to write down um, the number three 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 top reasons why you would hire you. Yeah, and and what we end up doing is dissecting those things yeah, and breaking out the idea. actual the actionable words because a lot of people will say things like. Um, people hire me because they feel like that as though I am authentic. Well, mm-hmm. that's just a blah, 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 authentic. Yeah. Right. Or like they want to have an organic experience. Okay. Well then, right. And get, get to the meat. Yeah. Right? Um, but what's interesting though, and I wanted to chat with you about this is I think you have a really clear perspective on who you are and it, it shines through your work, but it also shines through the way that you interact with people um, myself being a, a perfect example, like you, you always get back to me right away. Like you always respond to me right away. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand that the next part to that question in our workshops is not just like, why would you hire you? But it's, if you didn't know you, why would you hire you? That's fair. Yeah. That's like when I talk to people about like, like if people are blogging a ton or showing up on Pinterest a ton, like nobody's going to find, like if they find you through that, like how are they going to get to know you there? Because if they find you through social media first, they've probably been following you and have connected with you through social media somehow. But if they find you through Pinterest or your blogs, they haven't gotten to know you because they just show up on your site and they have to learn who you are really fast. Yeah, it's like barging through your front door. It really is. It's like, and then suddenly they're just sitting on your couch and you're not even there. Yeah. And so like, if you don't show up like on your site with your brand voice and all that kind of stuff, then like, they're not going to book you because you just have really pretty photos at that point. Like, that's it. Um, so like, there's so much more to that. And like, exactly. Like asking, like, why do you stand out? Um, oh my gosh. So you're asking me like, why do I think I stand out? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really think it comes down to just being like down to earth with people, like just like being that. And then my, my love language acts of service. Like that's huge for my business is like how I help my clients. Like I don't just photograph their day. I'm like a tour guide, a partial planner. Like most of my clients, the biggest thing I get from people is like, not only did you photograph our beautiful elopement, but you literally made it the most fun experience and like stress-free, so much fun, like, like this whole experience about it. And so like, that's like what I give to my clients and I love that. And so that's like what I'm trying to go for with every couple. 
I noticed with you that you just continually though, like level up your brand experience, like your clients' experiences and what they're getting from you seems like it's it's just top notch. And what I mean by that is literally even all like, I see the behind the scenes of like the little kits that the girls get and yeah. all the like little designed cards, but all the guides and the templates, which I, I like sidebar, there's a hint. We're going to drop that in as well. But, <laughs> but all of the, like the amount of time that you've invested in, in partnering with people. And I think there's a critical step here, you guys that, that are listening to this. Don isn't trying to be an expert in every part of her business, but yeah. she's really good about building relationships with people who are. Yeah, um, I can see that. So, so tell us about some of that stuff. Like, let's start with the with the guides and and Maggie and like, mm-hmm. how, how has that relationship with a with a designer come kind of come to fruition for you? Okay, well, Maggie, she hates when I tell this story. She was actually one of my senior reps. Um, okay, I, yeah. love, I can't wait to make fun of her for that, but that's fantastic. <laughs> she's literally going to kill me for this. Um, so she's actually one of my senior reps. She started she's always been really artistic. I happened to follow her Snapchat and saw how artistic she was. And I started making her involve that into her senior shoots because I was like, wait, this is cool. You should show off your art in your senior shoots. And we've just been friends ever since. Like she's just an old soul. So like, I'm like, I'm like seven years older than her or something. So like, we just connected really well. And she went to college, not that far away. So she'd come back home all the time. We'd hang out when she's back in town. And we just like started becoming like work friends. And we just like work together all the time. She did photography. So she like second shot for me and stuff. But as she developed her like graphic design business, and as I developed more on my photography business, we just started talking about like what we felt like was missing in the industry, mainly because I was always bugging her to create things for me. Like I needed her to create so much for me that I wanted for my clients, for the client experience part of things like guides and pricing guides and, you know, all the things. But I couldn't find anything that worked and that I could customize without her help, like Photoshop and design. I can't like, no. So I just needed her for so many things. And then we started talking about realizing that it's probably not just me that needs those. Probably everybody needs them. And we just started building off that. And that's how we came out with our guide templates. Which I, I absolutely love. And you guys that are, that are listening to this, this isn't like a, a weird advertising pitch here. This is me just being honest. Like, I have all all the guide templates. Um, remind me which one do I have? I have is do I have jade or opal? Yeah, jade. you do you have the arch. You have yes. jade, I think. Yeah, I've yeah. got jade. Um, and you know, this is sort of a beautiful experience because I think that you just touched on something that's really relevant to most of us that are listening, in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, though I'll t- I'll speak about myself. Though I know Photoshop and I know mm-hmm. InDesign and I know yeah. Lightroom and I know whatever. The amount of time that it takes for me to change hats, right? To say like, hey, I need to step away from paying clients that are waiting for their images. Mm -hmm. And I need to step away from uh, potential clients that are waiting for reply. And I need to step away from social media and and whatever and sit down and focus on my client experience because next year it's going to level up what I can charge. That's really difficult. It's like really hard to sit down and actually get that done and to find the time where exactly where you're not editing or saying like, oh, but I have all these galleries to get out or I have all these emails or I need to write blog posts. But like in the reality, if you get those guides, just like if you just crank them out 10 days, like 10 days to get them all done. You can make everybody so much happier and probably have way less emails 
Like yeah, way but, less. But everybody always wants to know, this is the, you, you're going to see now I'm thought tracking. You're going to be like, Maj, you're brilliant. But everybody always wants to know, how do I get better at business? Right. That like, we're, we're going back to like, that yeah. was the question, right? Yeah. How do I become a better business person? And, and I mentioned obviously delegating to somebody who's an expert, but, but the next right. step is like, people always want to know, how do I charge more? Like, how do I make more money? Right. So hard. Well, the answer to that though, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a complex question to ask, but mm-hmm. the answer is relatively easy. You have to create more value to, yeah. to exchange that for more cost. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like and, better client experience, do more of your clients if you can, obviously. Yeah, And so a lot of times people will think inadvertently will think that they're like, what their value is, is their work is getting better. But for mm-hmm. most clients, like we may see in our own heads, we may see a 25% increase in our, in, in the, our product, right? Like we see something yeah. like, oh gosh, we've gotten so much better this last year, but our clients may only see a 5% jump. They may not really know what that's worth. But if you start to build these client guides, you start to build this, this client experience for people to where um, there's some true value. And it's not based on your competitor. It's not like, well, this is what everybody else is doing. It's just based on the fact that like, if they're going to hire you, they want to know you. Mm-hmm. So these guides are really cool. Guys, there's going to be a link in the show notes for, for how to check that out. And here's the coolest thing for me. If you don't know Canva at this point, you guys are like, come on. Canva is like the, the graphic design, like the place that we all go to cheat. Easiest thing ever. It is. And and when you told me when I wrote you and I was like, all right, sell me on these stupid guides. And you were like, go through Canva. And I'm like, okay, I'll take them. <laughs> not only that, not trying to like pitch it, but we have a whole video course that teaches you how to use it. Just saying, just saying. Which again is really cool. So because mm-hmm. you've you've built client experience, not just for your the people that are hiring you as a photographer, but for the photographers that are hiring you. Yeah. And, and I think that that speaks to that as well. Okay. So you you recently also just did a really cool workshop that I'm so sad I missed, but I, I want to know a little bit about that because this art of the launch is such a, oh, yeah. like, that's such a thing that's like core and centric to your brand. How the heck did you get so good at launching a product? That's what that course was for. So I talked to Nicola Dixon about it. She is like the launch queen. She's a photographer out of, based out of the UK. I think she just moved to Spain. I'm not really sure. She's based out of Europe and she's phenomenal. I really wanted to come out with my client experience course, which is apparently what I really put a lot of my passion. Well, I know it's what I put my passion into, but I wanted to create a course for photographers to like learn about how to uplevel their client experience. And I guess in way your way of saying that, maybe we'll charge more if you do that, um, better your business. Um, but I was so terrified of doing that and like how to launch it and like I had a very large goal of how much money I wanted to make from it too. Like not just like obviously wanting to better the creative community, but like I'm putting all this work into it. Like I wanted to make some money and um, I don't know. I just reached out to her. I saw that she had came out with a digital product course plus like a launch course, like a bundle. And so I bought it, binge watched it in like a day. I took so many notes and just like got to work. And then I ended up hiring her for like a one-on-one to like really like come up with like a launch plan with me to figure out like how to do a webinar, how to do like freebie emails to get excitement, the whole thing. And she completely walked me through the whole process. So I feel like it's more her that does it all. I just learned everything I could possibly from her to keep it going. So everything I learned about the client experience course, I reused when we when Maggie and I launched our guide, guide templates. And that was like everything I clearly did better than last my last launch, which is really cool. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I notice, and, and, and I think some people are going to wonder what, what I mean by that. Like what we're talking about when we talk about a launch, 
what I mean is like, okay, so you you dream up this idea, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is. You dream up this this way to create uh, better Instagram captions. And you realize that that concept is something that a lot of people could use. But mm-hmm. but if you don't lay it out in the right way, if you don't reach people in the right way, then you don't allow them to understand the value of what they're purchasing. Why you're actually, do you need it? You're actually doing people a favor. Yeah. That's, that's something that took me a long time to grasp. But like, by building the value of something, which is something we've been doing with Photoco University now for months, right? People are like, when does it go live? I'm like, it will. And they're like, well, when? And I'm like, it will. Because what you're doing is not just like building the hype. You're actually creating value to where people understand this is going to require something out of you as well, but it's worth the investment. Totally. And, and, and I love the fact that you're willing to just say like, but I wanted to make money as well. Yeah. Because how how often do you run into creatives? I do this all the time. You run into creatives that have like I love that we label it as imposter syndrome or any of this silly like not that that's silly. It's a thing. I get yeah. it. But we we love to create a label for this. But the reality is like it's just insecurity. People that mm-hmm. are nervous, right? They're like, I don't know how to charge what I'm worth. And I'm like, no, no, no. You just said it wrong. You don't know what you're worth. Yeah. There you go. I, and so I love, I don't know. I love the fact that you just keep building these things out. And I'm watching. You you know I'm watching because I'm like the first you one. You see I'm the like, hype. <laughs> Miles, I just launched my first vlog. And I'm like, okay, I'll spend the next 12, <laughs> I'll spend the next 12 minutes watching you take pre-workout. Um, sidebar, guys, Dawn's baby feeds itself. Yeah, it's, really it's wild. the cutest thing in the world. Apparently babies do it before he does it, but I didn't teach, we didn't teach him until way late in the game. No, he's like Ivy league. He's ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, and then he chucks it. It's fine. So what's, what's the goal with that? I, I know we just I digressed a little bit, but what's the goal with the vlog? I mean, I, don't, I feel like you don't do anything just off the cuff. So I'm, I just don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. It's just not, it's just not the way I want to go about things. Like you got your podcast, you got photo co going, you got, I'm sure a ton of other stuff. And the same for me, like I don't trust Instagram in any way, shape or matter. No. I don't trust it. It's going no. away at some point. Like what Sooner happened with Clubhouse was a thing for like a minute. That was, that was hey, fun. I gave you guys, Here. I gave Dawn the invite into Clubhouse and hey. then she wrote me a message and was like, uh, this is really complicated. I'm like, well, guys, just tap the microphone and then you can talk. Yeah, I know. I know. But hey, you invited me to Clubhouse and made it because now we're friends. I love it. So it's great. Um, Clubhouse is horrible though, because you can only get in with an invite, which is so messed up. I literally hated that app for that reason because I got DMs all day being like, Can I have an invite? I'm like, I have none to get. I only got three. I literally didn't have any for like weeks. I'm like, you guys, this isn't fair. It's, it's the like the most a, exclusive a cool kids inclusive. Club. It was shit. Yeah. Yeah. It I hated fell apart. It was mm-hmm. so sad. So many people but, got excited. But I will tell you this: I, I met a few of my closest friends. I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, like uh, I mentioned Dave Kovacs earlier. So he yeah. and I connected via Clubhouse. Tom Wright in the UK, who's a good buddy of mine now, Igor Denba and I connected because of Phil Chester and I and Chad de Blasio and you. Like, there was a lot going on over there, and and it actually was the catalyst to this podcast. Oh, that's cool. Because what happened was I was leading I was leading rooms over in in Clubhouse. And the conversations were so, um, they were so candid and just like mm-hmm. unplugged and people were talking about real stuff. Clubhouse and then it shut down. Yeah. It, got, it just got shut down. I mean, it didn't obviously get shut down, but it got like swamped by people talking about NFTs and crypto and Gosh. stupid like romance <laughs> it, rooms. And it, it just, it just got silly. And, and Jared talked to me about this podcast and he was like, yeah. dude, why don't you just, just bring those conversations over here and allow people to come yeah. to you? 
So that's super cool. I do love that. Clubhouse was good for certain things. I just, I'm still sad about the cool. I think it should be. The thing is, you've always been at the cool table. So, okay. So, so what comes, genuinely, I'm curious, what comes next for you? Like you've, you've kind of launched into so many different things. You just said it yourself. You love to diversify and sort of spread yourself out. And your brand is scaling right now. Like whether people have found you from Photo Summit or from Mm -hmm. mentor stuff or from, I mean, like the exposure, the global exposure to your, your brand is in the last 18 months has been massive. Yeah. So, so where are you headed? Um, I don't know. So many places, podcasts potentially coming. Maybe we'll see. Um, my friend and I might be doing one together. It's again, I'm just trying to find like more ways to not necessarily like build up the photography industry, but like it, I guess it all reverts back to potential clients finding me because I my end game is still elopements. Like I still love elopements. And like, that's what I want to photograph is tiny weddings and elopements. And I feel like the vlog is a way for people to get to know me on a more personal level and to see more of like my day-to-day photography, personal life. The podcast would be something similar. Just, just a very like candid lifestyle thing with some friends. Doesn't need to be photography or creative related. It could be just anything. Um, there's a lot coming to my photography side of things with like more presets and more courses and all the education. But I don't know. I feel like that's just so many goals. My husband and I want to have one more kid. He's a stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. So I'm a three through and through on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. So any way that I can keep working, keep building success for us and for our future, like just makes me so happy. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I want to know like an actionable, like a, a, a real step here, like a, a real piece of advice because um, one, because Jared and I were speaking before we started recording and I was asking him like, you know, give me, give me perspective. What has been going right? What's been going wrong with the podcast over the last, over the start of, of episode or uh, season two. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're having such fascinating conversations, but I feel like people need to take stuff, more stuff home with them. Okay. So, okay. so give, give me, give me a piece of advice from you. How can I um, how can I launch into this like elopement and tiny wedding world mm-hmm. and be different from all of the noise that's out there? Oh my gosh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hang on. I feel like I can't answer this like really fast. That's okay. That's all right. Um, gosh, how to not be like everyone else. I mean, that's tough because it's easy to do that with social media and scrolling too much. Um, So I guess that's one of it. Stop scrolling so much, get off Instagram and just think about what you need to do for your own business. But like, this is something I ask the girls that I coach. Um, I ask them when they're like, I want more elopements. I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, what type of elopements do you want? Do you want more dogs at elopements? Do you want more at the coast? Like, where do you want to be? And then find a way to communicate that. Like pick your top three things that you want to photograph more. And like, they're like, well, I want to travel more. I'm like, okay, we need to get you traveling more. Like just on your own. Like you need to do your own thing. They want more Airbnb weddings. Okay, we need to get you to more Airbnbs. Like, how are we going to do this? So like really thinking about like what makes you excited, what makes you passionate, and then just going full throttle, whether it's with styled sessions, blog posts. For me, I think a lot of it comes from like, there's like, there's so many levels to that, but like thinking about what you want, the parts that are going to make you the happiest, and then figuring out how you're going to show the world that. So like, for me, I want to showcase my client experience level more. Like, what do I, like when you book me, what do you get from me basically besides a sick photo gallery and a cool day with me? You know what I mean? But like, 
I show, I constantly showing my guides. I'm showing BTS of them, constantly showing like my location stuff, like how I'm going to help you as your level photographer. Like I'm not your planner, but I will help find things and send you the right direction, you know? So that's like something that I want my clients to know as soon as they book me, like that they get all that help. They also know that I love dogs. They also know that I love other, like the outdoors, like that stuff. So like, I'm constantly just showcasing the things that make me the happiest and how I can photograph it to the best of my ability. So if you're somebody who wants to photograph more elopements with dogs at the Oregon coast, you better get your butt over to the Oregon coast and photograph a couple with their dogs or talk about your dogs more that you have, or talk about the Oregon coast more, or blog about how to elope with the Oregon coast and how to elope with dogs at your wedding. Like, I don't know, like that kind of stuff, like just show up more with the things that make you passionate, I guess. And I think what I just heard you say, I think you'd probably agree with us, but without saying it is, is speak to the people that you want to work with. Yeah, right? that's it. Because I think there's, there's a misconception. We, we just did a, um, a free workshop a few days ago uh, called Viral Marketing Strategies. And, and the, like, one of the biggest things that we really leveraged with people was this idea that often what we're saying and who we're saying it to don't align. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so I'll, I'll give a perfect example. I had a, a talk the other day with a good friend of mine who was a rangefinder rising 30. And she was saying after winning that award, how, how difficult business became, because it was like, suddenly you have this massive platform of people that are following you, but they're yeah. all photographers yeah. and you've built your industry. Like you've built your career based on people that are following you that are clients. And suddenly okay, but- like, without meaning to, you start to move the needle a little bit and you start to talk to the wrong people. But why can't photographers be clients? That's a really great question. And, and I, yeah, I'd love anybody that's listening. I want, I want an answer to that. Cause I do have an answer to that. Um, but, but the, the key, I think, I think for me, at least maybe the key reason is it, it takes a lot to convince a photographer to hire another photographer um, because they have exposure to so many photographers. Yeah, I know, but you kind of have like your favorites. Like you still do. And it's, yeah. I mean, I would hire like, you in a heartbeat. I'm dead serious. I, right, like I we've talked about that actually. It's like, you know, what, what happens when my wife and I come to Oregon, let's do that. So hundred uh, percent. So um, I, yeah. Like okay. that's how I feel like I, I follow so many people and like the things that like I feel passionate about is like the outdoors client experience. And I obviously love that grainy filmy texture. And I know exactly who I'm going to hire for if Dusty and I have a vow renewal. Like I, mm-hmm. like I know it to my core. Yeah. And it's also, I've built a friendship with this person, but like it, like she's obviously a photographer and like I'm a photographer. I'm going to yeah. hire this girl, but like, it's because of what she puts out there and like how I've gotten to know her through what she shares. And so I feel like if you're putting that out there, like photographers are still going to hire you. I don't know. I think creatives are still clients. Mm, okay. Yeah. I kind of love that as well. And, and I think that that's a really beautiful perspective. I, I just, again, I'll go back to, I think if you're speaking to them as potential clients and not as photographers, yes, it's something that, that I've battled with a lot though, um, throughout the entirety of my business has been, you know, we've always attracted a lot of other photographers. I think a lot of that is just the confidence that I have in what I do and in how yeah. I, in how I create so I've always attracted a lot of photographers that like kind of follow along and um, not like fangirl it, but just sort of like emulate it and say mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, this seems like it's working for miles, so we'll try it or whatever. But I, I've had to be very intentional in the last several years to say, if those people hire us, that's fantastic. That's beautiful. But I need to speak to the people that are hiring me. And I need to take, maybe I need to take better care of existing clients than constantly worrying about future clients. The next, always the next. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, which I, I think is something that you're doing. Okay. I'm like, Don, I'm so grateful for this time with you. You don't know. I mean, I, and I'm dead serious. I realize like the baby sleeping in the other room and, and your husband's trying to keep everybody quiet and, <laughs> Uh, your Instacart, I'm sure, was probably just delivered. And I like, hope so. <laughs> there, there's just a lot going on in your life, and so to have this time with you is is really really special. So, okay, how can people get um, more involved with you? Like, what's a way that people can not just reach you, but can can learn from you? Um, if you're creative and you're trying to learn from me, uh, obviously just head over to my Instagram. I'm constantly sharing things for potential clients and for educators, for creatives, all that. Um, but yeah, I honestly just, just like show up in my DMS. I love talking to people on there. I respond to every single DM. I don't ever ghost people unless for some reason it got hidden down there, but I try so hard to respond to every single person. So if you say hi, I promise I'll say hi back and have a conversation with you. I, I hate to, I don't want to put you on the spot here in case you, you get backed up, but, but I will say like, I think you're probably the fastest to respond of just about anybody, any photographer that I chat with. Yeah, it's um, a problem. <laughs> well, I don't think it is though, because I think it says a lot to listen. If you follow your work and you keep up with the amount of work that you're getting done, it's not like you're perpetually stepping away from your editing time or whatever. It's it's yeah. like you're it's like you're being very intentional to say that building relationships is really important. And and it's the reason that we're on this this call right now, because every photographer that we've asked, and we've turned down quite a few. And not necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's more just a timing thing for me. But every mm-hmm. photographer that we've asked to be on this podcast has been because I have an existing relationship with them. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not just reaching out and saying like, you know, hey, you're taking over the photo industry and I want you on here. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. random stranger that I've never talked to before. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Um, because because I what I want is I want there to be a level of... Um, of intentionality on here that comes across mm-hmm. that that's true to my brand as well. Right. So yeah. I'm so grateful that you're a part of that like circle Thank with you. me. And um, yeah. And so guys, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you, and you need more information and believe me, if you don't already, you do need that. Like click down into the show notes, um, follow and, and just interact, just drop her a, a DM that says like, Hey, Don, you're rad. And I guarantee you it's going to start a really cool um, series of conversations because what what Don has done really well is integrate who she is as a person, who her and Dusty are as a couple, into into their marketing and into their branding. And so you may get back like any number of four letter words right in your inbox immediately. And but that's Probably. it's like it's it's your brand. It's just it's who you are, and it's this sense of saying like, hey, I'm going to be true to me to a fault. And and mm-hmm. I think that's I think there's such such beauty there. So. Thank you. Um, now I'm sweating. I wasn't, but now you're making me all clammy and sweaty. The con- the compliments come out. And <laughs> yes, she gets, I can't. She, she gets I give words affirmation. I can't take them back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. And and then I, I have one more like silly tidbit, like one more little piece of advice I want from you. Okay. This is silly, yeah. but I, okay. Now she's sweaty. Yeah. As most of us need, we just need to hear this. How much grain is too much grain? Too much grain. <laughs> Just kidding. Too much grain. I don't know. Are you talking about numbers in the weight room? Like 40, I don't know. 40 is max. 40 max? Okay. 40 max. Okay. <laughs> I, I I say that because I'm seeing the trend is like kicking. Oh, yeah. Right? Where it's like, there's a fine line. Like, there's a, there's a fine line between like that cool texture you guys, if you well, listen this far well. in the podcast, so like y'all got to be careful. It looks good on Instagram. It's not going to print well on your clients' wall. So, like, if you want to post on Instagram with a little extra grain, go go right ahead. 
but be aware of like that print method and like how that's going to look on their walls. If you've, if you've listened this far into the podcast and you don't think I'm taking shots at you, then you're not the person I'm talking to. <laughs> Guys, come on, stop spending six or $7,000 on a camera only to destroy your photos and post. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's all. Um, hey, speaking of when can we expect more information on how we can edit like you? Like when is, when is preset stuff coming out? I mean, I have presets out. Uh-huh. They're great. Campfire okay. presets, but preset pack two. I actually have a meeting today with Greg. Mm-hmm. So yeah. pumped. Cool. But yeah, no ETA. Greg takes okay. forever. So blame him. But yeah. All right. Well, Greg, get on it, buddy. Because the, the truth is I want like... I love doing this. Do you do you ever just buy presets just to see what your work would look like through somebody else's eyes? Sometimes, but I feel really weird doing that when you sell your own presets. I oh, don't, don't want them to think I'm copying theirs. No, don't, I don't. Don't, don't, don't. I only look at Greg's presets now, like anybody he collabs with because we get access to the team. Okay. But I just look at theirs because it's within our team. And I'm like, at least I'm not going to copy anyone because Greg made them. Yeah, okay. I could see that. I So yeah. I love like um, a couple of weeks ago, I bought the uh, the new, the Kitchener's uh, preset from... Oh, those are pretty. My friends have... Because I just wanted to know. I'm like, because I do shoot kind of a little bit of a moody tone. And I was yeah, like, I, you know, I just want to know, like, what does my work look like through their eyes? And obviously it's not exactly through their eyes, but like, right. what does it look like through that? And not, and not reverse engineer, not spend three or four hours trying to figure out how they do what they do. Just, I just totally. want to see it. Well, and you're um, supporting them, which is super nice. Yeah. And I've, I've done the same thing through, through fairs. And I, what, you know, what's funny is um, my work looks God awful through fairs eyes. And it's good to know that. Um and, and like, I have Phil Chester's stuff and I, I've worked alongside Archipelago. Sean's a friend of mine and I've worked alongside them, you know, as an ambassador for years and years. So I have all the quest presets and yeah. now everybody's pestering me about when I'm going to release my own presets. And yeah, get the on fact it. of the matter is I know nothing about that. So expect a DM soon. Uh, anyway. So, all right, girl. Well, Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, this is awesome. It's been a, it's been fun, actually. This has been like a little bit more laid back. What you don't know because you've never listened to this podcast before is like we went on a three or four episode round of people crying on on the podcast. I kid you not. And um, and I'll send you, you one of those um, <laughs> because Allison Conklin and Petronella Gemma both both of them cried, and then I thought I was going to cry, and then it got. We had to lighten the mood a little bit. So thanks for not Hopefully, crying. Hopefully no you one's can sweat, crying today. Um, so, all right. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. If, you, um, if you've made it this far into the podcast, I, we're like right at an hour in, which is a little bit longer than we usually try and go. But if you've made it this far, y'all, thank you so much for investing the time um, in, in yourselves, to be honest with you. Whether that, that's something that's happening on the road and you're driving or you're sitting editing um, or you're just trying to figure out how to up-level like what comes next for you. Um, This is a beautiful place to start, but there's so much more going on. And so I'd love for you to click uh, down in the show notes over to the Photographic Collective Facebook page. Listen, this isn't a massive Facebook group, and that's very intentional. There's less than 500 people in there, and the conversations are all uh, really intentional. And so join us over there as a way that we can just continue to pour into you. Um, Dawn is actually in there, and every once in a while, I tag her and make her comment on something. And... uh, And until next week, okay? Uh, Thank you guys so, so much.